Welcome to church, everybody. Welcome if it's your first time. Nice to see you and hopefully get to meet you. Like Dan said, I'm Ebony. We're the location pastors here. And um, I'm excited to preach about goal anointing. Can you believe we're already basically halfway through February? I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but it's just like the year has gone like that. And so I'm only just gearing up towards the goal setting mindset. If anyone else is with me this morning, uh, good. Well, I hope this morning's going to help you. But yeah, like Dan said, you have this card on your seat. Feel free to write goals down as, we, uh, as I'm speaking today. And at the end of the service, we, um, we're going to pray for them. We're going to anoint them with oil and commit them to God. And I just know that when we do this, when we invite God into our world and into parts of our life, it's just amazing what God can do that is beyond what we could have done by ourselves. And so this morning's gonna be really good, but I have a message to share this morning. And if you have your Bibles, anyone brought their hard copy Bible in church today? <laughs> no, sh- yes, Peter, young adult, Daniel. Yes, John, um, Sid always has his Bible with him, amen. Uh, that's okay, there's, there's no, um, you can have it electronically. It's all good, I have electronic anyway. Um, but um, turn with me to Habakkuk. Habakkuk, and we're gonna look at chapter two. Now, this man in the Bible, I read this and I found this very, like, I was just very captivated by this book in the Bible. Um, this man, he is a prophet. So he um, hears from God for the future for the Israelites. And at this time in the Bible, there was a lot of uh, evil going on. There was a lot of corruption. Um, there was a lot of idolatry. There wasn't a lot of godliness happening. And I love this book of the Bible because it does feel like we get an insight into Habakkuk's per- uh, like personal quiet time with God. It's like we're reading his um, like quiet time, he's writing, he's journaling his thoughts and we get to read it, it's in there in the Bible. And so when you read it, we're not gonna read the whole thing, but you can go home and read it. Uh, when you read it, you can hear he is uh, confused about what's going on. He's upset, he's um, discouraged. He, You can he- read in his writing, he says things like, God, you are everlasting, you are rock. So then why is the in- injustice happening? Why is this happening? Why is this going on? He seems very um, yeah, upset and confused with what's going on around him. And God responds to, it says, complaint one. And then it says, God responds. And even after God responds, Habakkuk's not satisfied with the answer God gives him. He's like, are you serious? Like, God, what's going on? I still don't understand. And we can hear just, um, he he. Uh, Habakkuk can feel the threats that are coming in the future, like the Babylonians are about to come and invade and they're an even worse, um, worse, worse group of people. And so he's fearful of the future. And um, I feel like we can relate to Habakkuk. I don't know about you, but I just felt like after the last two years we've been through and just things that are going on in the world today, feeling a little bit like Habakkuk in the sense of like, God, like, where are you? What's going on? Or what the heck was happening? What, what did you do? And you can hear words in Habakkuk's writing. He says, how long must I call for help, but you do not listen? He says, why do you not save? He says, why are you silent? He's crying out for God pouring his heart out. And um, so we're gonna pick it up here. This is what he says after his complaints. Habakkuk 2 verse one, it says this, Habakkuk speaking, he says, I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look to see what God will say to me and what I, 
what I will answer, what he will answer concerning my complaint. I love Habakkuk's um, stubbornness and determination. He's just complained to God about everything that's gone on. But then with determination, he just says to God, I will stand and wait to hear my complaint from God. And I love this determination and stubbornness that he has. So then it goes on, it says, and the Lord answered me. He said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. In other words, it's coming in the future. It hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it, for it will surely come, it will not delay. When I was praying and saying, God, what do you want me to share to your church (laughs) this Sunday? What do you want me to say? I felt this one word pop into my heart and it's the word run run and um, I'm trusting that that's God because that's not my normal thing. I'm not a runner. <laughs> um, my husband is. He One of his goals this year that we will anoint today is um, to run his first marathon, which he is on track. He ran 26Ks the other day and look at him, he's still standing. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. So, um, But that's not me. So I'm trusting that this is from God, this one word that this year, all of us, we will run. Not literally go running, although that could be good for all of our health. <laughs> not, not in the terms of running away, but that we would run after the things of God, that we would grasp what He has for us and begin to move and get speed and traction in our lives to run after what He has for us. So before I continue, let's pray. When you close your eyes. Father God, we just commit this to You right now, Lord. God, this time we have in your house, Father, I pray, Lord, for every person here, Lord, that they wouldn't hear my words, but they would hear your words for them, God. Lord, our hearts are open, our ears are open to hear from you this morning. Father, I pray for every person, God, through this message, Lord, that we would grasp what you have for us for this year. Father, that we would begin to run, Lord, out of this day forward into this year, Jesus. So speak to us, God. Lord, we're hungry to hear from you in Jesus. Jesus' name, we all said, Amen. 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 I love this that Habakkuk, after he has complained, he's made his determination of like, God, I'm standing here until you answer me. And God's response is basically get your pen and paper ready because I'm about to speak. Get your tab, like back then it's tablets, <laughs> but for us it's our phone or journals, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, but get it ready. And I feel, I felt that stirred for us that let's have that determination today. There's something powerful about being in the presence of God and in the house of God. And I like said to myself, and I pray that you would do the same God, I'm not leaving today unless until I hear from you. I'm standing at my post and I want to hear from you. And God's response is, well, get your pen and paper ready. Get ready. Get ready to receive because I'm about to give you a vision. And so my first point is this, is that God starts with a vision. He started with a vision. Uh, You know, we've all gone through the COVID stuff and hopefully one day we'll stop looking back on it. But anyway, (laughs) um, I, I felt like for Dan and I, we had this conversation that just through the lockdown situation and, you know, we went into survival mode and we started, um, planning for the week ahead, a week ahead, rather than the months or the year ahead. And um, just with, like, without 
intentional, like being intentional about it. It just happened on us that we stopped dreaming. We stopped um, dreaming for the future and we kind of lost the bigness of like what God can do in our life. We kind of got a little bit stuck in our week to week living. And um, I just felt that Today, we can't stop dreaming. You know, God created us in His image. He created us in the image of God, which gives us the ability to dream and imagine and see the future. You know, um, animals can't do that. (laughs) No other living creature can do that. They can't, um, like my dog can't see what I, my dog, I don't have a dog, <laughs> um, but they can't, they don't have the ability to dream and to do this. Um, maybe that was a prophecy, a goal. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but we do, we have this gift. This is a gift that God's given us, an ability for us to visualise our future, to see and dream. And we can't neglect this gift God's given us. We can't let it just sit there and never use it. And so I wanna encourage us to start dreaming again. I feel like this is the time to dream again. This is the time to dream big dreams again. And you know, Paul Habakkuk, you can hear the noise that's around him, like the chaos and the noise. And I love that God in that moment for him was like, no, you need to stop and you need to visualise and see what I'm doing, see the bigger picture. And so today we're gonna have a moment where we can wait on God to see a bigger picture. My prayer is that we'd get God's perspective on our year before we really get into the year, if you're a bit slow like me, (laughs) that we would get God's perspective first and see what He has above the noise above it all. And so I wanna read this. This is Isaiah 40, verse 26. It says, lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry hosts one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. And we're gonna do this today. We're gonna stop and look up. I love this, look up to the stars, look up to the heavens. And I wanna remind us of the bigness of our God. We serve such a big God. How crazy is this, that God is so in control with what's happening in the world, with our lives, with everything going on, that He knows every single star. Not, it says not one of them is missing because of His control, like the control He has on our world. And I wanna encourage us that we, can dream big dreams because we have a big God who is in control. We need to drown out the noise sometimes and just stop and look up and see the bigness and greatness of our God. Our God is a big God. We've got to lift our faith and believe in Him. He's ridiculously in control. Your future is in His hands, is in His hands. So we're gonna start with a vision. And I know that God wants to speak to people here today. God wants to show us something. He wants to give us something that we can run with today. Maybe you're a bit like Habakkuk and you are confused. You don't know where God is. Maybe you're facing a same situation that has dragged on year after year and you're just like, where are you God? Like Habakkuk, why are you silent? Why is this happening? And I just believe today, God can give you a vision and a picture that will bring such clarity to you that you can run with it this year. It will encourage you, amen? So then my second point is write it down so that those who read it can run with it. Write it down. When we, we originally come from Queensland, like uh, the friend I met this morning is also from Queensland. We originally come from Queensland and some of you've heard this story before that um, we're from our Sunshine Coast location and 
uh, our senior pastors asked us to pray and consider moving to Melbourne. And at that time when we were praying about Melbourne, whether we should move, whether this is God's perspective, God's will for our life, um, I had a dream and a, a literal dream. I was asleep, one of those dreams. And um, I had, but which is, I, I felt like it was a God dream because one, I don't normally dream, even though, you know, they say you dream every night, but you just can't remember it. But I'm one of those people that when I'm asleep, I'm asleep. I don't really <laughs> have a dream. So um, this already was like, wow, I had such a clear dream that I feel God on. And it was a dream about a house. And um, it was, yeah, like this house that I just knew it wasn't Queensland. I knew it was Melbourne. It was just not a Queensland house. It had a fireplace for one. That's, that's a pretty big giveaway. And so I knew that it was Melbourne. And I, knew, I just felt this sense that like, wow, like God's calling us to Melbourne. There's a home there. And in that same week, I read this scripture and it's in 2 Samuel 7. And it, it talks about God um, telling David to go and build a house for him to dwell in, for God to dwell in. But then afterwards it says, um, it talks about you'll build this house for me, I will build a house for you. And like, it just was this sense, I wasn't like super clear in my head or it was just this sense that I had that, um, yes, we were to move to Melbourne, but I just felt like God was gonna do a miracle in giving our church a home that also was gonna be a home for us, Dan and I as well. And you know, I didn't know the exact pictures. My dream wasn't like exactly one house that like I knew of or anything like that, but it was just a sense I had. So before we even moved to Melbourne, I was beginning to pray that God would give our church a home building and also a home for Dan and I. It was like the sense I got and was led to pray for before we'd even moved. And that was before we knew lockdown was coming. This is 2019. <laughs> this is before we knew that real estate would shut down, before we knew that interest rates would go up <laughs> and all the crazy things that happened. But I felt like God had given me that dream. And long story short, here we are today <laughs> in this this amazing building that was, yeah, come on, praise God, because it was such a miracle. We got the keys for this building in August 2021. <laughs> During lockdown, I remember some of you, the team might remember we were in here starting to like paint or put up our signs, but like we got the call that lockdown was happening 8 p.m. And so if anyone remembers being there on the day, it was so funny. We literally were all here like vacuuming, being like, we've got 10, 20 minutes until lockdown. Like, you know, anyway, it was mayhem, but um, <laughs> oh, so funny. And um, so that's what God did. He miraculously gave us this building in August, 2021. And then in November, 2021, that same year, we got the keys for our home that we now own here in Melbourne as well, which was a complete miracle. It really was because um, we got the notice that um, we had to move out of our rental during lockdown and we were like, real estate's not open. We feel like God wants us to buy. And it was just a crazy time. But I tell you what, because I had written down the dream, I'd written down the scriptures, I knew when it was so bizarre, I'd shared it with Dan. He felt agreed upon it as a married couple that this is what God wanted for us. 
When we got that notice from our um, landlord that we had to move out, it was the most bizarre thing because it's not in our nature, (laughs) naturally, but God, um, we felt such confidence and peace that God was gonna provide for us and it was gonna work out. It just felt like, no, God's got this. Like, I've already seen it. I've already felt it in prayer. I've got scriptures that I feel like God has spoken to me for. So this is the power of writing it down. I often think that God works in our life more than we know, but we forget. (laughs) We're just forgetful people that we sometimes forget. We forget the prayers that we sometimes pray. And sometimes it takes us a little bit of a wake up call to go, oh yeah, I used to really struggle with that. Like, how, how come that's not a problem anymore? And it's like, duh, you prayed and God answered you. So one, writing it down is helpful because you can reflect back and see what God has done in your life. It's so encouraging to write things down and then go, wow, look what the Lord has done. It's an incredible thing. The other reason is you can write it down so you can run with it. Write it down so you can run with it. Write it down that so God can add to it scriptures and promises, prophecies that God can give. Write it down so those days that you feel discouraged, you can't see anything happening or worse, the opposite is happening. You can remind yourself of the promises of God. It can build your faith. It can make you strong and confident. It's amazing what God can do with written prayers because He knows that He'll get the glory because... uh, like we'll remember, we'll look back and know that it was Him. Write it down so you can run after it. So this term running, let me explain what I feel like it means for us this year. Because some of us might be a little bit exhausted (laughs) and the thought of running physically and literally, like hypothetically is not encouraging. (laughs) But let me tell you what I think it means. I think it means declaring the promises of God over our lives. It's to dream It's to prophesy. Running is prophesying. It's creating movement to start taking steps. It's to catch it, believe it, and to increase our faith on. You know, let our goals that we're gonna pray for today, let them be um, steps of where you're gonna run this year. Let them be your little, like, if you're gonna run a marathon, there's a finish line. Let your goals be your finish lines of what you wanna run after this year. What do you wanna go after? It's amazing. You know, um, like I said, Dan's doing a marathon and he has a trainer who is helping him uh, like get to that level or whatever. Um, (laughs) And um, he has this coach and the coach, what he does is he sends Dan a plan one month at a time. So he hasn't sent him the plan for the whole how long have you had this coach for? Like six months? Yeah, six months. So he hasn't sent him the six month plan because can you imagine that could be quite overwhelming and like, oh my gosh, that just seems so hard. I'll give up now, you know? (laughs) Um, But he just sends a month at a time uh, of what Dan needs to run. And in December before Christmas, we got really sick. We had a a a tummy bug and like it was so bad. We like couldn't eat or drink and we were texting Kathy Cloud to be like, should we go to the hospital? Like, are we dying here? And Kathy was like, no, you're fine. (laughs) And we were, (laughs) Um, but we were really, really sick. And so Dan messaged his coach being like, once he got better, being like, hey, I'm, I'm exhausted. We've had like two weeks of sickness. Like, can I go easy? And the coach's response, nah, 
like get out there and run. Like you go there, you do the kilometres and you make sure you finish it. And that was the <laughs> coach's response. Same thing, we were in Queensland in January and it was so humid, like so sticky. You know, it was Christmas time, holiday time, still a little bit sick. And um, Dan said the same thing, like, hey, is it okay if I do a little bit less? Like it's like 30 degrees here, but feels like 38 and can't stop sweating and Dan's coach, not like you get up there and you run and you run. And, you know, I feel like God today is going to speak to all of us, something that we can run after. And we can't look to the left or the right or get complacent, but run after it. Proverbs 4, verse 25 to 27, it says, Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the path for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. And I feel today that maybe some of us have gotten a little bit complacent, like Dan <laughs> to his coach, like, oh, you know, this has happened, this has happened, so I'm going to go easy. I'm going to um, just see how I go or do this. But I just feel God saying, no, like, come on, run. It's time to pick up your feet and run. It's time for us to go after all that God has. I feel like for our church, it's time to pray big prayers again. I feel like for people, you need to pick up where you left off pre-COVID. You had dreams, you had drive, you had ambition, but maybe COVID's lost it a bit. Today, you're gonna pick it up and gonna run after it. And I believe today, like Habakkuk, Confusion might be clouding your thought. You don't really know what God has for you this year or for your family or your workplace. I believe today God will give you clarity and precision. It might just be a three month or the year um, picture. It might not be your whole life um, you know, displayed for God. It might just be one thing that you can do this year. Just one little step to take, one thing to put your hand up for. And so I'm gonna ask the band to come up. Um, now because we're going to have a standing at the watchtower moment. Um, We're going to wait on God and uh, I believe that He wants to speak to us today. He so loves us. He's so for us. And, you know, it doesn't have to be hard work to hear from God because He just loves you. No matter who you are here today, it might be your first time in church. It might be your first time in a long time. He just, He loves you. He's so for you. He has such a good future for you. And, You can just pick straight up what He has for you because He is a kind, gracious God. He is good. And I love Habakkuk. He does this so well for us when you read the whole chapter. I do encourage you to go home and read it. It's only, in my Bible, it's only three pages long, um, Habakkuk, because I've got big texts. So in yours, it might be smaller. But um, it's just a short book in the Bible. But I love that it starts with Habakkuk being real with God. He's just real. He's pouring his complaint out. And I don't know why I felt like this in the past that it's like a sin to complain to God, especially when it's like, God, why are you not doing this? Or why? And I've often felt like, no, I've constantly got to be thankful. And, you know, and that is, there's truth in that. But I think as well, what God wants more than anything is relationship. And so it's got to be real. You've got to be real with God. And In a moment, I'm going to ask us all to close our eyes and I want you to take that moment to be real with God. You might be here and you've got complaints that you need to make with God. You've got disappointments that you just need to 
Do business with God. Just tell Him. Tell Him what you're facing. Tell Him what's going on. Because I know in my relationship with God, the times I felt Him the closest or heard His voice the clearest are those moments where I'm not saying the right things or the Christian lingo. I'm just being real and just saying, God, what's going on? Like, this is painful. This hurt. Like, I can't hear you. Why can't I hear you? It's just those real moments with God. And so whatever you're facing in your life or your situation or something that you might have gone through, something you're still facing and it's like, man, I thought God would have answered this by now. I just want you to take a moment just personally in your seat to be real with God. So why don't we all do that? Close your eyes. Well, church, why don't you stand to your feet? Because like I said, we're doing the stand post moment. We're gonna be like Habakkuk and say, we wanna receive a vision from God this morning. You know, if, for people, it can be different. For some of us, it is a picture. Some, some of us, it's a scripture. Some of us, it's just a little thought. You know, the Bible says that His voice is a gentle whisper. It could be one word that He gives us this morning. And so I want us just to wait on God. In fact, why don't you raise your hands if you're saying this morning, God, I'm standing at my watchtower. Lord, I'm waiting for a response from You. I wanna hear from You today. I believe that people here, like I said, you are, you've got confusion, you need clarity. I believe today God will give you such clarity. Maybe for people, a prayer that you've been praying for years and you're feeling discouraged, a promise is coming, a vision is coming. Yes, Lord, come speak to us today, Jesus. Lord, show us what you have for us, Lord. Today, God, we lay down all discouragement, confusion, disappointments. Today, we lay down complacency. And Father, we say we're open for what you have for us, God, what you want us to run after this year. So Jesus, I pray for every hand lifted, every heart that's crying out to you this morning. Lord, drop visions and dreams in people's hearts this morning. I see for someone here today, your vision is of a prodigal returning to the house. You see them in church. I see for them not even coming into a relationship with God, but I see the call of God on them, that your prayers, that you're praying for them, yes, is for salvation, but they're gonna be used in the kingdom of God to extend, extend His kingdom. I see them on a, with a microphone preaching, telling their testimony. I feel for someone else in this room, your dream is to get married. Your dream is to have a family. And I want you to know that God sees you. I want you to know that the lies of the enemy are real for you, but you need to shut them out. You are lovable. You are good enough. Maybe for someone here that's been a tough part of your life because of hard relationships, things that have gone wrong. 
Or maybe it's just, there's, it's a desert. There's nothing there. There's nothing happening. I believe God wants to encourage you today. He hears your heart. He sees your dream. Why don't you just let him speak to you if that's you, show you a picture, give you a promise. feel like for others in this room, you're getting pictures for your children. God's showing you images for your children, your, the call of God that's on them. And maybe that's what you will run after this year is that's your focus for the year, your kids, raising sons and daughters in the house of God. I also feel for someone here that it's the call to leadership in the house of God. And you might go, you're fighting it because it's like, how does that fit in everything that's going on? Like, I just can't see it happening. I just see God just showing you a picture of what it could look like or more so you just surrendering to it and God saying, run after this, trust me, run after this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for your promises. The Bible says, those that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will walk and not grow weary. They'll run and not faint. They'll soar on eagles. Just trust what God's speaking to you with today. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I want to encourage you, church. I see people writing down what they saw. You've got to write it down because that's the other thing. Sometimes we'll wake up tomorrow and go, was that really God? Or maybe I just made that up. Just who cares? Just write it down. Write it down. Remember what God showed you. But I see people pre-writing their testimony, like pre-writing it. So like to go home and you might not have your answer yet, but you pre-write um, while you're in the circumstance, it's an act of faith or declaring the promises of God that what God will do in your life. I just wanna encourage you one more time that the bottom of that scripture, it says, for the vision awaits an appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. Another version says it will not prove false. God is true to His promises. He will make it happen. If it seems slow, wait for it. Or I'll say run towards it. Keep running because it will surely come. It will not delay. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to pray over our goals. And so I want you to pull this card out, write it down. I love that there's no line so you can just write big or draw pictures. It's, it's good. Um, <laughs> or you might have already came with your pre-written goals. And what we're gonna do is I'm gonna invite group leaders to come out the front and uh, come get ready to pray because the Bible says that when we commit our plans to Him, He makes them succeed. He causes them to succeed. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna... Um, one by one, section by section, come out the front. The team at the front here, they have a little bit of oil, which is just a little bit of a symbolism. 
that we're putting the touch of God of what we want to achieve this year. And so while we're doing this, I actually wanna encourage you to remain standing because I believe God wants to still speak to you and just the band's gonna lead us in this song again. That's the power. And I wanna encourage you just to worship God, let Him to continue to expand and see what God has for you. So why don't you do that? Why don't you stand to your feet? And I'm gonna ask this section over here, my right hand.